Hey guys, welcome to the neighborhood. This is the Pick Street Podcast, episode one hundred and fifty-six. I am your host for this week, John Hansen. Joel, uh, he uh, he had to step out for some. Uh, you know, you know, he had to step out just so his uh, fiance wouldn't kill him. Uh, I, I guess it's their <laughs> anniversary today, so instead, pretty understandable. Yeah, instead, the hold down the fort. We got Holden Depardo. What's up, Holden? It's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been it's been good. Yeah, what you been up to? I I, I remember you. So okay, I I I need to go through this real quick. You you stepped away from respawn aim fire because mm-hmm. you said Pixel Street Podcast is better. How can I continue doing this? <laughs> right. No. Absolutely. That's exactly yeah, yeah. exactly what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Verbatim. Yep. No. Uh, in all honesty, you you're starting to uh, pursue development, right? Yeah. Yep. So I've been uh, spending a lot of time in Unity and learning how Unity works and all that stuff. I already know C Sharp, so that's not as you know as difficult there. But uh, Unity's complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in there, but it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun failing constantly. <laughs> hey, you gotta fail to get somewhere sometimes, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, that's really awesome. Uh, can't wait to see what you've got coming up here. Um, but for what we're going to focus on in this show, we've got a new Call of Duty game, surprise, surprise, that is coming out later this year, Pokemon Presents. We'll talk about uh, what was announced there, and we'll also talk a bit about Abandoned, and uh, I'm sure Holden has some spicy takes on that. Oh, yeah. I'm a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah, let's uh, start off with Pokemon Presents. So this was aired earlier this week. Um, it was about a half hour, I want to say. And uh, to get the smaller stuff out of the way, uh, they announced some uh, new updates for Pokemon Cafe. It's actually like a new version of the game called Pokemon Cafe Remix. Uh, there was a bunch of new updates for Oh, what's the mobile title? Not Pokemon Go. Pokemon Legends, I want to say, is what it is. Masters? Is it Masters? It might be Masters. You might be right. Um, But they are bringing in a bunch of new stuff there uh, for its two-year anniversary. They did some slight announcements for Pokemon Go celebrating its fifth anniversary, which I still can't believe. It's been five years. The game is still very good. Uh, but for the stuff we care more about, we got some extended looks at Pokemon Legends Arceus and Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Did I mix those up? I don't think I did. Brilliant Diamond. You got it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not like, uh, what was the uh, uh, Ruby and Sapphire? Alpha, Sapphire, oh. Omega Ruby? Yep. Yeah, yeah exactly that. Those were yeah. easier to remember. These ones I constantly switch up and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always just like, the Diamond and Pearl remakes. Yeah, That's easier to say. It is yeah. much easier. Uh, but first, let's start off with Pokemon Legends Arceus. So this is the new game that is finally changing up the formula for Pokemon games. It takes place in the Sinnoh region uh, centuries before uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. And it looks like you are a part of a research team that, well... You work on your own, but you're a part of a team, and you're supposed to go out into the wild and catch a bunch of Pokemon. Um, it doesn't appear to be any, like, gym battle system or anything. From what they showed, it looks like there is a lot of just going out, exploring the area, and catching Pokemon, battling with them and everything. Um, Holden, what did you think of Pokemon Legends Arceus? I was pretty blown away, to be honest. Yeah? This is... I think this is a really good direction for for Pokemon. 
Um, the whole trailer, first of all, was once again very reminiscent of Breath of the Wild. Yes. It kind of felt like the music was reminiscent, some of the camera angles were reminiscent. Not to a fault. It, I think that's a good thing to probably say, like, hey, this is kind of what we're going for. But it just looks fun. It looks like a very different take on Pokemon for a multitude of reasons, even, like, kind of thematically. Like, it's always in Pokemon games, like, Pokemon are our friends. And there's this, like, you know, we live together in harmony kind of thing. And this one's, like, they're terrifying. They're dangerous. Yeah. You're going to go out there. You're going to get killed. Or you're going to black out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, that's really cool. It just looks like a really interesting take in Pokemon. And it's really exciting. I, I'm excited about the future of Pokemon now because of, of Arceus. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you. I thought it was a great trailer. I got to say, that was the most surprising thing to me is that the Pokemon actually attack you. Which yeah. is that's just something I never expected Pokemon to do because it's always mm-hmm. been they they never talk about the dangers of Pokemon in the other games. It's always yeah they're my they're your friends. Let's work together. Even when Team Rocket has or any of the other teams have control of them, it's oh this team is forcing them to do this stuff. They're actually really good mannered. But here, yeah, these are wild animals. If you mess with them, they are gonna mm-hmm. hit back. So yeah, really it it's. In some ways, it's surprising that it took this long to get here, but hey, whatever. This is, a, I'm right there with you. It's a really cool direction. I will say the environments and everything don't stand up at all to Breath of the Wild. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. The environments just, if you look at like rocks and trees and everything, not only are they just the same thing, copy and pasted over and over again, uh, they're blurry in some areas. It, it did. It doesn't look as good as Breath of the Wild did. Um, I will say that I think the frame rate looks so much better than the first time they showed this off. Uh, that mm-hmm. was a very big concern on my part when they first showed it off. That frame rate looked awful, but it looks like it runs much better at least. Uh, but yeah, the environments look ugly. Um, I'm also a little disappointed that they haven't yet added in more animations for Pokemon. I get it's a lot to put in, but... We're jumping the consoles. I really want them to do more than just like Quick Attack. Your Pokemon disappears and then comes back, and the other guys hurt. Like I want more <laughs> than that. Yeah, um, yeah. Regardless, though, it looks really cool. Um, I, it, it seems that some Pokemon you can just like sneak up on and throw Pokeballs at and catch them. Other ones, the tougher ones, you have to actually battle. Um, like we said, if you get too close to them, they can attack you. So you have to like throw out a Pokeball and then the battle starts and knows to just automatically go for your Pokemon. Uh, it's quite a few questions I think for how they're going to handle everything, but I gotta say this, this was definitely the best showing of the game so far. Um, I'm, I'm more excited for this than I was earlier this week. Yeah, I agree. I was always excited to kind of see more of this, but like you kind of had some concerns with concerns with like uh, the frame rate and how are they really going to do this whole open world thing with Pokemon? But like little things like you just said, like throwing the Pokeball to start a battle, like that's that's just kind of how it should be, mm-hmm. shouldn't it? Like that's how it would work in the anime or in in the well, the show. Like it just it's just kind of cool. It feels like it's making Pokemon feel more realistic, even though it's probably the wrong term, but it's the kind of coming to mind right now, because obviously it's still Pokemon, it's it's not realistic. Mm-hmm. But there's a history to the world now, like this, you know, pre domestication of Pokemon. It's just really interesting, I think. Yeah, no, it's uh for the first time it's what, twenty five years right now? Um yeah, for the first time <laughs> in twenty five years, Pokemon is actually doing something new. And just for that alone, <laughs> I'm excited. Well yeah in a mainline game. I should say they have plenty mm-hmm. of spinoffs where they tried something new, but 
for the mainline games where it's always been gym battles, battle Pokemon, catch them and everything. Like I, the, There's always been that disconnect between the anime and the games. I grew up with both, mm-hmm. and I loved them both. Uh, but I, I would go into games like trying to be like Ash Ketchum and like that's just not the experience you get in the games. Maybe this will be more yeah. of that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, really, we'll really good showing from that. Uh, next up, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. They uh, showed off pretty much everything I think that you would expect in here if you've played the original games. I haven't. So that's one reason why I'm really excited to get into this game. I know people that did play the original games are not too happy about the chibi art style. I'm like, I don't personally really care. I think the chibi art style really lends itself to the sprite work of like the old Game Boy and DS games. Uh, I, I think it, I think it transfers over nicely. Is all I'm saying. Um, yeah, when you like get close in and look at the characters, it's a bit odd, especially when you get into battles and their <laughs> normal proportions and everything. But as, who really cares about what the trainers and the actual characters look like? <laughs> we we care about the Pokemon here, and they look great. They look just like you expect them to and that's really all that matters in my mind um i like i like the chibi art style a lot yeah. just like you're kind of saying it's very nostalgic to the the game boy you know style which is what i love um and i don't know it, it, i think it works really really well for pokemon is and i'm really excited for this actually um i've never played diamond and pearl even the original ones so i yeah. get to play those for the first time now and it looks great i think it looks really good yeah uh is there one you expect to get Oh, I've already pre-ordered um, Diamond. Diamond, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I was... Is Diamond the one with Dialga? Is that his name? Is that the blue one? I don't know the names of them. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I'm a casual Pokemon fan. Like, I like Pokemon, but I'm not like... I don't know all their names. I famously on Raft didn't know um, what Shelder's name was. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. I, I love Pokemon, <laughs> but there is there is a gap in my knowledge. Because when I was growing mm-hmm. up, I was so hard into yellow, blue, red, gold, silver, crystal. Like, those were my jam. I played those nonstop. But around that time is when I started getting made fun of in school for liking Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! so much. So I backed away from those out of, like, peer pressure and everything. Biggest, one, Did of, you the, see the... one of the biggest regrets of my life, honestly. I'm sorry, go ahead. Did you see the meme where it's like... It's like three lines. It's like kids. It's like, hey, you have a nice Pokemon, uh, a nice Pikachu hat. And then the second line's like in high school. And it's like, you still wearing a Pikachu hat? And then it goes to adults. And it's like, hey, nice Pikachu yeah. hat. That, that's <laughs> it ex- goes back and forth. That's exactly yeah. how it is. Yeah. Um, one of my biggest regrets is stepping away from Pokemon for a few years. Because I, I missed a few generations there. Um, but now that I'm getting caught back up on everything, it's fine um but yeah i'm i'm excited to give it a try uh they they have some like underground system where you like dig through mines and then you can set up statues and your base they called it i thought that was kind of lame because it looks like all you can set up in those areas are statues like nothing else but the cool part of that is that they have a new wild area i don't think this was in the original games but what pokemon appear in those areas depend on what statues you have in your base which is a really fucking cool idea i think um yeah it seems i'm not sure because in the past uh the versions have had their exclusive pokemon because uh the pokemon company want you to buy both versions of the game 
that's a conversation for another day that I just don't think lives <laughs> up. But for what I think they could go with this is, hey, yeah, these Pokemon don't appear in your version of the game. Like, say you buy uh, Diamond. These, these Pokemon really should only appear in Pearl, but if you put the right statues down, you can find the Pearl Pokemon in this wild area, so you don't have to go trading with other people and everything. I hope that's how they handle it, because uh, that would be a really good way to get past that ex- exclusivity wall that's always been It'd there be, in Pokemon. It would be totally unsurprising to me if like those statues were still only available in the oh, other game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you had to right. trade them out or something. Yeah, yeah I hate that model. I hate it so much. Um, regardless, though, it's uh, I, I'm interested to see the game. Um, I yeah. But there's not much more to say on that. It's just I, I, I I'm yeah. excited to give it a try. That's really all I got. Yeah, it's traditional Pokemon. It's like the most traditional Pokemon you can possibly get, especially compared to Arceus. Mm-hmm. So just like, hey, we're gonna get traditional Pokemon. That's cool. Yeah. Not really. Is, yeah, just it's kind of is what it is. Do we know who is making it? Because we know the Pokemon Company and Game Freak are not making. Oh, I actually didn't know that. It's, so it's I don't another know. team. Um, I'm not sure who. Um, here, I will... It's Blue Box. It's their other project. Okay, that's that's it. On. They, they moved yep. over. <laughs> um, Julian, Diamond, Shining Pearl, Developer. Um, ILCA. Don't know who that is. Never heard of them. But, yeah. Excited to see what comes out of that. Alright, yeah. next up. Surprise, surprise. There's a Call of Duty game coming this holiday season. And it is called Vanguard. Uh, this was leaked, a lot of this game was leaked uh, before the reveal today, but we uh, we got some confirmation on everything. Um, the game will take place in World War II. Um, this is Sledgehammer Games being the main developer of the game, but there are a lot of teams working on this game, actually. Uh, probably the biggest thing uh, for me in the Call of Duty series is that there's a Zombies mode in this, and it's being made by Treyarch the main developers of the Black Ops series. And if you don't know, Treyarch make the best zombies. They're the ones that created Call of Duty Zombies. And whenever the other teams try and do it, they they come up short. That's all there is to it. Treyarch know what the fans want and how to handle the story and the maps and everything. They knock it out of the park almost every time. Um, me being a huge Zombies fan, I'm ecstatic about that I, I i'll have an article up over the weekend probably about how big of a deal it is that treyarch is working on zombies outside of one of their own games but mm-hmm. uh the big thing i want to know holden well first do you like call of duty do you still play it at all um i've never really been i don't like i'm not a call of duty hater by any means mm-hmm. like i don't think it's like a terrible game i get it's a very good first person shooter um but it's just never been a game i play a whole lot but i did get into Warzone. but i kind of feel like that's like the the most casual way to get into Call of Duty. Um, so I wouldn't consider myself like a super fan, but I, you know, they're fine. All right. Yeah, I don't play Warzone anymore. Um, I played it during Modern Warfare for a little bit, but Battle Rails just generally don't keep my interest. Um, mm-hmm. But besides that, I'm, I was huge in the Call of Duty back in high school. Like, I would run with a... I was the host of a clan and everything, and we... Like, did tournaments against each other and everything. Uh, we were very serious about it. Uh, but since the, that really burnt me out on the multiplayer side of things, and I just have never <laughs> been able to go back and really enjoy it as much as I used to, 
the only reason really why I go back to a Call of Duty game anymore is for zombies, because I absolutely love the zombies. Um, but yeah, moving back to World War II, man, how do you feel about that? Do you want another World War II shooter? Um, it, from what I saw in the trailer, it looks like they're handling it a little bit differently with kind of going to different regions of the world. That I, don't, I mean, I don't know if they've gone there before in past World War II games, but I thought, like, okay, they're not just keeping it to Europe only, and they're going to, like, Northern Africa. I thought that was interesting. Um, it's a pop... It's 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 always going to be one of the definitive locations or time periods for first-person shooters, I think. I think it's kind of like we'll always kind of go back to it. It's always... It's the easiest spot to go back to because it's the biggest world in history and it you have the biggest human villain ever in the nazis yeah and hitler exactly it's just easy to go back to um there are two things you can kill without any remorse in any video game and it's zombies and nazis yeah, so it, it just makes sense to go back to it yeah. yeah uh yeah i i mean i'm gonna get the game because of zombies um i'll probably i'll play through the campaign and everything as well I'll, I'll try the multiplayer. Um, apparently, Warzone will be implementing the World War II stuff and the like modern day stuff from Modern Warfare, and then also the Cold War stuff from Black Ops, which is pretty cool on that end. Like you'll just have a selection of all these different eras of weapons and things to choose from. Really cool idea there. Um, and it'll be five trillion gigabytes in size. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> massive. That's another reason why I don't go back to Warzone. It's so big. Um, yeah. But yeah, it it looks cool. Um, I'm I'm right there with you. The going to different places. I don't think they have gone to Africa before. So seeing them in new areas and new battles could be decent. Um, I thought it was a bit odd that we haven't seen like a um, a celebrity because don't like doesn't every Call of Duty game now like have a big celebrity headlining it? I don't think this one has at least yet. No. Yeah. I know they had um. What was it? They had the guy from, like, he's one of the soldiers in Transformers. I think he was in World War II, I think. That's yeah. the last one I can think of. Josh Duhamel or something like that. that yeah, that sounds about like right, that. yeah. I guess Black Ops Cold War doesn't have any big guys either. Eh, whatever. I mean, they had Reagan, and he was technically an actor. <laughs> they they brought Reagan back for... <laughs> they brought Reagan back, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah no, it's... Uh, Call of Duty Vanguard, I mean, Call of Duty is not the sexiest thing out there anymore billions of people are gonna play it but when you say there's a new call of duty game you're like yeah duh, of course the biggest surprise here is that it took until august for them to reveal it like call of duty is usually a game that's revealed in may or june obviously the pandemic probably had some big impact on their development and getting to this point but they're still reveal they're still releasing it uh november 5th which kind of worries me that this may be rushed and unfinished but maybe with they have a lot of teams working on different aspects of this game so hopefully that makes up for uh mm -hmm. the rushing part of it i don't know it could also be that like i think yeah i think COVID's probably a factor getting the whole marketing team and all together but also like they probably could save a bunch of money by not spending on marketing throughout all of summer and then keep it into a shorter window from announcement to release. Because mm -hmm. people are going to still buy Call of Duty. You know, it's going to be like, oh, I'm yeah. not going to buy it because I didn't find out about it in May. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they probably just probably save a ton of money. No, right there. Yeah, we know Activision loves their money. So all they have to they do. They definitely do. They, yeah. they don't need to say. Whatever be damned. They don't yeah. need to say Call of Duty is coming out in May, June. They, Let's see. We yeah. got three months. Uh, we'll say two and a half months. Mm -hmm. They could go just like a month beforehand. Hey, yeah. 
look, a new World War II Call of Duty. Go buy it. Like, they don't have to say, mm-hmm. please be excited. It's like, nah, just go buy it. We know you're going to. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to yeah. happen. Okay, here's the title for it. This date, we're not even showing you anything. Yeah, they, <laughs> just just go. Get get your fix. We, we know you're addicted. <laughs> you need help, but we're not giving it to you. We, you need more Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Olden. We're going to talk about some Abandon. So, for those who don't know, Abandon is a game made by... Crap, I'm blanking on their name right now. Blue Box? Blue Box, right. yeah. Uh, made by Blue Box, there's been a lot of controversy over this because there's like hints and rumors that it's connected to Hideo Kojima and Konami and Silent Hill and Metal Gear. It seems like every time I hear about this, it's 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 a Silent Hill game or it's a Metal Gear game, and there's no like real reason, at least that I've seen, to like really believe it. But there's a lot of like conspiracy theories. I think they're being cleared up now and everything. Now people are getting mad because I guess they still haven't seen the game. So they added this new app to PlayStation 5. Holden, you know about this more than I would. Am I right so far? They added it. Yeah, you're right so far. That yeah. is supposed to have a cinematic trailer for the game Abandon. But they've had problems updating the app with the cinematic trailer, so it's not there yet. So this the cinematic trailer, I think they're just like not ready to show it yet in quotes, whatever that means. Um, but it was they they wanted to show this teaser trailer, um, and they, I think on August tenth they were supposed to release it, and then fifteen minutes before it was supposed to come out, they post a short video that a lot of people thought looked like Silent Hill. I'm to be very clear, I'm I'm not a big Silent Hill person because I've never played them before. Mm-hmm. I'm also not a big Kojima person. Um, so like I don't really know a lot about like those kind of games, but people were saying like, oh, it looks like it's you know very much Silent Hill related. Um, and then 15 minutes later, when they were supposed to release it, they say, oh, uh, we had this issue with it was a graphical issue, we we couldn't release it. And then three days later, they post the video uh, in the app, and it's literally the same four seconds that they showed as the, as the teaser. The I died laughing. Walking. Yeah, the guy walking. I died laughing. I've been laughing at it all week. I think it's so fucking funny. Um, yeah, it's, and it's ridiculous how much the, uh, community is, like, trying to buy into this thing. Like, I saw someone say that in the floor, floorboards, they saw Pyramid Head saying that it was <laughs> a Silent Hill game. <laughs> I'm like, are you, are you kidding me right now? And, like, they put an image up on Twitter and they, like, circled it and zoomed it in. I'm like, dude, it's just a floorboard. There's nothing there. Uh, if, if you go down. <laughs> There's also. Uh... Go ahead. Like someone apparently said, like OPT is written in the floorboard as well, and I'm like, I to be clear, like, I think there's something bigger at play here, but there are some really outlandish conspiracies oh, yeah. on the on the bigger side too, on the bigger people you know, um, want it to be team real connected side. to Kojima so bad because Kojima has all these like crazy things in his games and everything, mm-hmm. but if you really believe that Konami and Kojima are working together on a game again, um. You're out of your mind. That's all I got to say on it. There is no way those two parties are ever getting together to work on another Silent Hill or Metal Gear game. That I I can believe it because the um we still talk about PT to this day. Yeah. What game demo has ever gotten talked about for seven consecutive years and has inspired like an entire new genre of not genre but an entire new era of of horror games? And I can see Sony kind of going up to Konami, being like, "Guys, there's crazy money on the table here. You got to put your differences to the side. We all like money. Let's do this." I can see that happening. I don't. 
there, you're right. There's not like a lot that says specifically that this is Kojima outside of like a few like winks and nods from like people like um like um Jeff Keighley or even Kojima's done some weird things. Like he's po- he's retweeted um Moby Dick Studios like four times this week. Like things related to Moby Dick Studios, which is really strange considering there's no reason he would do that. And I mean blatant. Like he just retweeted the the trailer for Phantom Pain, the Moby Dick version of the trailer. What what's Moby Dick? I, I don't know. So Moby Dick is a fake studio that Kojima set up to announce Metal Gear Solid Five, okay. but it was like instead it was run by this guy named Joaquin Mogren, which is um, Joaquin's an anagram or not? Yeah, Joaquin was an anagram for Kojima, okay. and um, he, he made up this whole fake studio. And the, like Jeff Keighley would interview, you know, the the head of that studio, and he's like, I don't think this guy is Kojima. Everyone, he just seems to be like some Swedish dude who's a game developer. And then turns out, the Phantom Pain turned out to be Metal Gear Solid Five, the Phantom Pain. Gotcha. Um, so he's done this exact same thing before, and he's been kind of teasing at it. I mean, this is all like speculation. My kind of stance on it right now is that there has to be something bigger at play here. I just don't. There are too many odd things that mm-hmm. don't add up that make me think that this is just an indie dev like here's a developer like this past week here's a developer who said that they're so depressed that they can't eat they can't sleep mm-hmm. they're like really distraught yeah. why hasn't sony come out and said hey we've been working like, you know abandon is a small team um we're they don't have to say that they're excited for it but they can just say like they think it's a good game. They can just say we're looking forward to what they show next or something like that. But it's not a bigger project. They could say something to maybe you know get off this guy's back. Mm-hmm. But the only official statements from Sony have been really cryptic. Um, Shuhei Yoshida responded to someone back in like July, and they're like, "Hey, what's this whole abandoned thing?" And Shuhei Yoshida just posted the hmm emoji, and that was it. Yeah. And then the day that the trailer was supposed to come out, Shuhei Yoshida retweeted that. The um, or he didn't retweet. He posted a screenshot from his PlayStation of the app, and then just said, "Hmm." Yeah, and I'm like, "That's way too playful for this to be like something that's just an indie dev. Like, why would you lean into that when you know this developer is getting harassed? It seems so irresponsible." Absolutely. Since the very beginning, I think both Sony and Blue Box have handled this thing terribly. They finally, Blue Box finally came out and said that, "Hey, we have no connection to Kojima," and they finally revealed their head guy and everything and he's constantly uh, all every time i see it mentioned now he's talking about how people are calling them scammers and you alluded to how the team is like they're they're scared to reveal in public that they're a part of Mm -hmm. abandoned and everything and i get that um so apparently uh so apparently abandon's gameplay reveal is a few months away but the trailer app will be updated sooner with some cinematic footage um apparently there wasn't. There was supposed to be a thirty-second teaser in the app, not just the like four-second one that you had. Um, here's a quote. Um, this is from IGN Joe Scribbles. What we had in mind was actually a thirty-second teaser with more content in it, but then we had engine issues, and we had to make sure that we could solve this in time. But we didn't have enough time. We realized that this is going to take much longer than just three days because our initial plan was to release it before the weekend. So we had to cut down everything and then just leave it with just four or five seconds of footage. We're still hoping to correct the opening teaser with the original footage. We will also put some content in there that we haven't announced. It's definitely worth keeping an eye out. Should people keep the real-time experience on their consoles? I think it's best people to keep it. But if you need storage, just delete it, and we will inform on Twitter once there are new updates. Like, first of all, 
Why do you need a fucking app to reveal your game? Just put up a trailer on YouTube. Yeah. This app thing is stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's also not running in real time. No, it's not. I. The, if you change the language, it's still English in the video. It's not running in real time. Uh, th- this is just a problem, and it's it's going to keep blowing up if they keep doing stupid shit like this, like just teasing and everything. You're, they're not well, doing it's... themselves any favors. They're also being really inconsistent with their messaging. Like in the IGN article, they're like, oh, the the gameplay is months away, and Cinematic will be like before that. But then when they talked to NME on Monday, they said, oh, the Cinematic trailer is like soon. And then you like emphasize really soon. And then the playable prologue will be a little bit after that. Hmm. It's like, but then a few days later, he's like, it's months out. It's so far away. It's... I'm like, that's not like, that doesn't make any Like, why? you would know that time range, that time frame more distinctly than changing it within a few days like that it just doesn't this is honestly reminding me so much of the sean murray debacle with no man's sky where he just kept saying stuff and he couldn't help himself he just kept coming up with things because he knew it would make the fans happy and obviously yeah there were some lies in there and everything we that's a whole another discussion but this is turning out to be just this is gonna blow up in blue box's face the longer they go without, like, doing everything. I don't care that the app couldn't show a 30-second teaser. Put that up on YouTube. Like, you don't need to delay everything just because your app wasn't working. There's yeah. nothing special there if it's just a teaser. It, yeah, and yeah. and I think this is the important distinction between the No Man's Sky thing is we had seen gameplay footage yeah. of No Man's Sky. We had seen it. We knew the, the title. Like, Abandon isn't the title of this game. But they're going to play coy and be like, oh, it starts with S, ends in L. You could literally just alleviate yourself of all of this crap that's happening by just telling us the name of the game. Yeah, because like, Abandoned hard isn't is the that? name. It's the, it's the uh, project name, right? Yeah, it's a project name. Like, yeah. if it's called, like, Sigil or something, which is a cool name for a survival game, by the way. Yeah. Like, just just say it. Just say it. And then, um, and then they and then, put out that image with the guy with the eye patch, and it's super blurred out. So people are like, oh, yeah, yeah that's Snake. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> And they they did that after they said we're not related to Kojima, we're not doing Silent Hill, yeah. but let's do something that's going to make you think of Kojima again. Yeah, I, and then we'll just ask for forgiveness later. I saw a quote that said like, "Oh yeah, if you don't blur it as much, the guy has like a mustache or something." I'm like, "This is your fault. Why are you doing?" It? They're like, "Oh, we're not doing any more blurred images." I'm like, duh, you you cannot tell me that they looked at that image and thought that was okay. Like that. Oh, absolutely. They knew yeah. what they were doing. They know what they're doing and, uh, when they're saying it starts with S and ends with L. Like, they know they, it. They also said, like, oh, like, just like you said, like, we're not going to do the blurred images anymore. Okay, then unblur that image and show it to us. Yeah. If, if, because if, it's if, apparently just the villain of the game. It's not like it's going to be, like, a... Sp- like, what is that? It's a new IP, apparently, for according to yeah. Hassan Karam. If it's not... Well, just show it to us. If it's, if it's obviously not Snake, if you can see it fully... And we have no idea who it is. Just showing a face is fine. Like, we have no yeah. idea who this is. Like, it's fine. Uh, and th- this is why I'm still suspicious, because I think the things they can do to alleviate this are so obvious, and they're so unwilling to do them. And they avoid questions like, well, who's funding them? And they're like, well, we can't talk about that. Why Why could you not say who's funding you? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. And, and so the reason that also I'm still suspicious is that like these articles this week haven't done anything to convince me out of thinking something bigger is happening here because 
the the proof that they talk about is just this guy's word. I'm sorry, he has not demonstrated that he's a trustworthy person. Yeah. So why are we taking him at their word? And then at no point in the articles, only the Jason Schreier articles from earlier this summer, at no point in the articles did they reach out to Sony or Konami or Kojima for comment on any of this. Do you think that would help you know, dispel some of these you know conspiracy theories? And it's just, I don't know, like this is so poorly handled across the board. The only way I'm going to be convinced out of it at this point is if Sony makes a statement, uh, uh, Kojima or Konami make a statement, or if nothing happens at Gamescom. Yeah. They're, uh, that's the only way I'm going to be convinced out of this. I know I'm crazy, by the way. I know I'm totally crazy for buying into this still. But that's just like, I can't help it. It just doesn't add up to me. I actually was on David Jaffe's stream this uh, last night um, because he does like Collins. Because it's kind of like wondering, like, you know, um, Blue Box is working with Noir which is this like outsourcing studio, one of seven outsourcing studios they work with. And Noir works with basically massive AAA Sony exclusives, like Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Shima, Spider-Man, Death Stranding, all these big games, and also this completely unaccomplished no-name studio. And so I reached out to Jaffe because I'm like, if anyone who is aware of the back ends of what Sony is like and knows what this would kind of look like from their end, and it makes himself available to talk to random strangers on the internet. Um, I'm just going to ask him. And, and Jaffe is like, no, there's like no way this is anything like that. He goes, none of this would happen. He's like, you don't just get retweeted by Shuhei Yoshida for, for nothing. He's like, he basically was saying, like, it's not even just a money thing. It's not like just give them money and Shuhei will tweet things. He's like, you need to show what you are making. And if you aren't showing, they're not going to retweet your stuff. Um, like this Life of Black Tiger was apparently this really terrible game. That got pushed, like, mm-hmm. that didn't get retweeted by Shuhei. It was just featured on PlayStation Blog because they paid money. You can pay money to be on PlayStation Blog, but to be featured by Keeley and, and Shuhei Yoshida, that's just not going to happen if you're a small indie dev. Yeah. And one last thing, I'm sorry, because this is, I'm, I'm crazy. You're fine. Um, the, um, the thing that's not adding up to me is this, like, meme going around of, like, the list of all their canceled projects. The timeline is accurate, but what I would, what I would, I think a different interpretation of it is how can they afford seven outsourcing studios when they failed for six years in a row constantly without releasing any products? Who is funding them? It just there's still so much that doesn't add up to me that I'm it's like I know it could not be Kojima. I'm I'm definitely open to that, but I'm really not open to the idea this is just an indie dev. I don't think anything adds up to to show that from what I've seen. Uh, I'll just end it on this like they better have something big if it is something. Because yeah. if not, they're just setting a bomb off at their feet. <laughs> yep, uh, exactly. That's yeah. all they're doing. If if they come out and it's not, it just ends up being an indie game with no uh, relation at all to Kojima, to Silent Hill, to Metal Gear, to any of this. Like, this game is going to have some of the worst uh, community feedback, I think, ever. Because Absolutely. of yeah. how long they have kept people on this roller coaster. And it's not ending anytime soon by the looks of things. So No. They better hope yeah, that um... it's big. That's all I'm gonna say. Alright. Yeah. Time for some quick news. First up, uh yeah, we both had a little bit of a laugh about this before we started recording, but <laughs> the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim 10th anniversary is coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. The crazy bastards finally did it. They released Skyrim. Or they're going to release Skyrim. <laughs> Yay! Uh, so this is a next-gen update for the games. If you own Skyrim Anniversary Edition, which was the PS4 and 
uh, Xbox One versions of the game, you will get a free update to the 10th anniversary. There's some new fishing feature in it. So just what if, everyone wanted. If you haven't played Skyrim yet, there's a reason to go play it. You can fish. Um, <laughs> I, I, is all this coming to Samsung fridges and Amazon Alexa as well? That would be amazing <laughs> if they put up some updates for that. Uh, yeah, if you keep on buying it, Bethesda will keep on releasing it. So there. <laughs> uh. Next up, a Quake remaster is out now on consoles and PC uh, in celebration of QuakeCon this weekend. Uh, this was a pretty cool surprise. I've, uh, I don't think I've ever actually played a Quake game, but I saw it pop up on Game Pass this morning and I downloaded it, so I'm very excited to give it a try. I was very much into uh, Unreal Tournament for a while there, which is essentially Quake, if I'm right, right? I don't really know anything about Quake gotcha. or Unreal Tournament and all that. I, yeah. I think they're very similar. But regardless, I'm very excited to give Quake Remaster a try. Um, if you are as well, jump in. Um, Splitgate will be in beta for a while due to its uh, unexpected popularity. So originally this game was supposed to get its full release. I think it was the beginning of this month uh, after coming the consoles. It's been on PC for over a year, but... Me and Joel have talked about this. They had a massive explosion of players. Uh, they got a $10 million funding from a company, and now they're focused on making the game better. I've been playing it quite a bit over the last few weeks, and yeah, the servers are better. It doesn't take nearly as long to get into the game now. Uh, they had a queue system for a while there where for about two weeks there, every time I tried to get into the game, it was at least an hour wait to get into the game. Uh, their, their servers could only handle like... I think it was like 10,000 players for a while there, but now that they've gotten all this money and they're adding up their uh, their development team and working on the servers, it's much better now. So they're in the right direction. Uh, Splitgate's fun. It's pretty much Halo with portals. So if you haven't played it, give it a try. Free game. Um, next up, Fortnite has an Among Us clone. Um, and the Among Us developers, Innersloth, are not too happy about it. So, uh, real quick here, uh, members of the development team of the highly successful indie game Among Us have taken to social media to call out Fortnite's new imposter mode, which strongly resembles their game. So there's a bunch of tweets out there. They're like, hey, uh, this feels weird. We didn't, yeah, we didn't uh, put a copyright on Among Us because we didn't feel that was right, but it would have been cool if they changed it up at all. Uh, someone put up uh, a map comparison of Among Us and Fortnite's thing, and they're pretty much the same thing, but only like two rooms are switched around. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and and really the worst thing out of all this is that Fortnite just didn't do a collaboration with Among Us at all on this. Like that would have made this so much easier to handle, I think, for the developers and everything. Just because they do collaborations with everyone. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just everyone. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't, like, if they were just like, hey, yeah, can we get in Among Us skin and we'll have a shout out for you? Like, that'd be, that'd be cool. Like, nothing, I, I think that would, that is where most of this, uh, um, these hard feelings come from, is that Epic just did not include Inner Sloth on anything here. They just took their game. But to be fair, this is kind of an Inner Sloth, uh, fault in a way i think because after you see how much 
Fortnite just copied PUBG to get the Battle Royale mode. Seeing yep. your game blow up and become the biggest thing of 2020, I think that we all kind of saw this coming at some point, right? And they should copyright their stuff. This Absolutely. is why copyrights exist. Absolutely. Don't people can you can there are so many ways to get around a copyright to make it your own thing. Just put a lockdown on your stuff. Like that's where this is mm-hmm. like you take care of all these problems right there where at that point epic has to come to you and say hey do you want to do this collaboration we'll give you so much more money like that's how you take care of the situation you're absolutely right yeah. hit the copyright um and then finally Very sad. um ubisoft singapore is being investigated for harassment uh We've talked a lot about harassment on the podcast lately with the whole Activision Blizzard thing. And, of course, we've talked about Ubisoft in the past. Just stop being shitty, people. Be decent. (laughs) That's all you have to do. Be decent human beings. And this is especially concerning because this kind of shows this is a top-down issue. Oh, yeah. Is this are completely remote studios on different parts yep. of the planet having the same exact problems. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. Like and they're good thing they're being held to account legally too. Like not just oh, yeah. people talking about it online, like legally being held to account because that's how this is I think going to change. Yeah. Because unfortunately people aren't going to stop buying the games. They're going to keep buying the games and they don't learn lessons and but if there's legal action they get serious fines hopefully that whips them into when shape. People get arrested is where things really start changing, I think. Yeah, um, and Activision is, you know, clearly thinking they're responsible by firing people. Um, even now, suddenly, that. after the lawsuit, they're firing people. Yeah. Uh, it's know. such a mess, man. Just be decent. Be good to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so that does it for quick news. Uh, now we're going to talk about some new collectibles we have. So I have a collectible. Holden also has a collectible. Holden, do you want to go first? Let's, you you were saying that this is your best present you've ever gotten, so show it off. Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll give the shout out to Chad Michael Innes, the current host of Respawning Fire. Never heard of him. Um, <laughs> the the second best gaming podcast ever because Pixel Street, you know, is the best gaming yeah, podcast yeah. ever. <laughs> um, so it's my birthday, and he got me this. Um, it is a wooden replica of the Link to the Past map. That is that's really like, cool. It is insanely cool. Uh, I had to run upstairs to get it so I can show it off. But, like, the detail is crazy. It even gets things like the broken bridge on Death Mountain. Like, it gets all these, like, super small details, like, correct. Uh It is, like, one-to-one accurate. It is incredible. Uh When I first got it, I literally just, like, didn't hang it up yet. I just carried it around the house with me. And just whatever I was doing, I would just look at it. Yeah. That is so (laughs) I'm obsessed with it. It's amazing. That is absolutely fucking awesome. Where did he get that? Like, do you know the company or anything? Yeah, the company, uh, actually, it's on the back. I'll hold it up. It's Senpai 3D. Senpai 3D, okay. They're on Instagram they, and Twitter. <laughs> they um they also have the Kanto map from Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh-huh. They also have um the 3D, um, not 3D, Super Mario World map Ooh, from the SNES. That's cool. And this is the one that I'm like, ooh, I got to get this. You, I think, and if I read this right, maybe I'm wrong, you can send them your Animal Crossing Island and they'll do it for your Animal Crossing Island. Oh, boy. Got to get back on the Phase <laughs> 3, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's really awesome. Uh, that's definitely something I'm going to check out. That is really cool. 
Uh, it is really, really cool, yeah. To keep on the Zelda theme, I have a new Majora's Mask. Uh, come on, Light, work with me here. That is awesome. Yep, it is a Majora's Mask stand. Uh, this is wow, from... That is beautiful. First Four Figures, who uh, I am dangerously starting to buy more things from because they are <laughs> so awesome, but, they're man, they're expensive. Um, yeah. That's the kind of thing you keep in the box and, like, never <laughs> open it. Yeah, well, the main reason why it's in the box is because I don't have anywhere to put it, but I have a problem mm -hmm. when it comes to Zelda stuff. Um, especially Ocarina <laughs> of Time and Majora's Mask. I mean, I've got my Link. Uh, oh, that's awesome. He's holding Majora's Mask and then the Ocarina Yoke of Time. on the other hand. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I... A that's problem. a good original Zelda tattoo, by the way. Everyone gets Triforces. That's a really good one. Yeah. I, there's nothing I mean, wrong with the Triforce. Me, me being the Zelda fan, I've really considered getting the Triforce on my hand, but mm -hmm. I'm a coward. I, I couldn't do the courage thing. I'm weak, so I can't do power, and I'm a dumbass, so I can't do wisdom. <laughs> so I, I decided to get my own thing. Uh, Here's a, I actually this a Zelda tattoo idea where I want to get the um the emblems from the first three dungeons in Zelda, um, Ocarina of Time, mm -hmm. but one for each like accomplishment that, like in my life. So like when I graduate school and I finish school, I'm gonna get one. And then I'll think of some other accomplishments. I want to get like one per like big accomplishment in my life. Something That's I'm like really proud of. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool. Um, I also pre ordered some other collectibles from first four figures because I have a problem. Uh there there's a Link statue. I wanna say it's Twilight Princess. Uh, that one I pre-ordered a while ago, but uh, the one on another thing that I just uh, pre-ordered a couple days ago, uh, they have a Spyro Ripto's Rage statue coming out, where it's Spyro doing his his pose from the cover, but he's standing in front of the portal that sends him home at the end of the game with all the orbs in it, and they light up. So uh, that's really cool. It's not coming out until next year, but look ahead to me showing that off because man, I am so excited <laughs> for that. Uh, I have so much Zelda stuff. I have a lot of Overwatch stuff. So I'm trying to get into the other games that I'm kind of missing out on. Spyro is a big one. Um, I have mm -hmm. a few Mario things I don't need there. But ah, we love collectibles and we have a problem, but we're going to keep showing them off here. <laughs> All right. Time to get into what we're playing. Holden, you've been playing anything lately? Um, I've not a whole lot. I mean, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. I finished my... I kind of feel like my island's actually done now. Done. I kind of feel like it's it's completed. Uh, yeah, I think it's is done. Phase done. I only three know what else complete, or are we it. still on phase two? Um, no, it's it's um, phase phase four. Oh, you're on phase now. four. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to submit probably the dream code today. Um, in my it's in my Twitter bio, the dream code. But yeah, I'm happy with it. I feel like it's it's um, finally done. I even put some like quality of life changes because I discovered something kind of great. Maybe everyone else knew this and I didn't, but you know you can put invisible tiles down. Mm, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, so like when you put like you know paths, you can put down invisible tiles, and you can put them over dirt paths. And the benefit of this is that you can get it so that all of your fossils end up in one area because there's only one area where they can possibly end up showing up. Uh, but so all also, of my rocks, you're also not taking out all that area to like walk around and everything. Okay, that's a really cool idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it works really well. So I have all my rocks in this like Zen garden thing, and then all the fossils end up in there. So it, it's right, it's pretty much on my path back to town from my house. Mm -hmm. So I just go there, get the fossils, get the rocks, and then start doing what I want to do. And it just, I don't know, it works really well. 
that, that's a really cool idea. I wish I would have done that back when I was like really trying to get all the fossils and everything, but I just gave up after a while because I was so tired of walking around every day. Um, yeah, the fossils was a pain in the ass. The fish now I've only have I have four fish left to get and four bugs left to get, and that's gonna be such a pain in the ass to get. There's a lot of pain in the ass stuff to get. What's been the <laughs> okay? So they added in the boba tea thing, right? Where you can like mm-hmm. hold tea now, which is cool. They, that game just needs more interactable items. That, it does. That's all they need. Um, it does. Yeah. Have they added anything besides that lately? No, no. it's been dead quiet, which is strange. That's like last year, it was like every yeah, very disappointing. Absolutely, every like month or two last year, they had something, and the last like update was like a few weeks ago and then before that was end of april i can't believe it so it's just like they're within a they year, gotta do a big that update game sold 30 million copies how do you not support it more i know i know my hope is that they're working on some big 2.0 update where like nooks craney gets a third um like level or third tier upgrade mm-hmm. they bring blather or not blathers um What's his name? Brewster. They bring Brewster in the cafe. Like that's the one I, I want to start seeing. Say new... They want the most is the cafe, and it was found in a data mine. It was also found in a data mine last year, and then again in the most recent update. So like it's still, I would assume being worked on if they can find it in the code. Yeah. But it's just yeah, like they need to do something. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Um, I've been playing a bunch of old games lately because they're until today, uh, which is. I'll talk about a game here in a second, but uh, I've been playing a lot of old games. So first of all, I finished off Horizon Zero Dawn, finally. Um, nice. was saying forever that I was going to run through it and everything, and man, I really enjoy that game. That is such a good game. I didn't do the Frozen Wilds DLC, I think it's called, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I set my Aloy at the campfire at the beginning of that DLC, so if I ever want to go back, I can just start it up. But uh, yeah, I, I talked about it the last couple weeks on the podcast here. Uh, the traversing thing is a problem with the game. It's not as good as Breath of the Wild or Assassin's Creed Odyssey, in my opinion, with exploring the world. But the world itself is so damn cool with all the metal or the robot dinosaurs and animals and everything. Hunting is so much fun. Um, yeah, this is just a great game. Oh, Ashley Birch as Aloy. Oh my god, I love her so much. Uh, Aloy and Ashley Birch. Ashley Birch is just one of my favorite actresses out there right now. This game's great, and uh, I was already planning on playing, uh, what's the new one, Forbidden West? Um, so the new uh, Horizon game is Forbidden West, right? That's the new one? Yeah, Forbidden West, yeah. Okay. Um, I was already planning on playing that game, but uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was, it, it got me so much more excited for it. Um yeah, this is a great game. Have you ever played it? I did, yeah. I I, I enjoy the story of it a lot, mm-hmm. but I was kind of frustrated with the combat. But the world and the lore and the story of everything, that's what kind of kept me going throughout it. I love the combat. My, my problem was the traversal. Because um, mm-hmm. if it had a thing like Breath of the Wild and Assassin's Creed where you can climb anything, that would make it so much better. I hate going around mm-hmm. in a structure looking for a certain area to climb up. In games like God of War, where it's a very linear experience, that's fine. But when you have an open world and I have to get to the top of a rock, but I can't just climb the edges and everything, I have to, like, Mm -hmm. find specific manholds to go up. That's a problem. 
Um, Fortunately, in uh, Forbidden West, they're alleviating that. They have some sort of like new algorithm where it'll analyze the the pattern of the wall they've created and then find out where the handholds would be, so you can kind of more easily climb anything you want to. Yeah, I also saw that they brought in the Breath of the Wild glider, which might help a bit because going down yeah. uh, is a bit of a problem too in uh, mm-hmm. Zero Dawn. Um, additionally, I went back and played Sonic Mania. I went back and hundred percented the game. My favorite wow. Sonic the Hedgehog game of all time. Uh, it, funny enough, I actually did that on the four-year anniversary of the game accidentally. Uh, so I ended up writing about it. Uh, I took a critical second look at the game, and that is up on GamePro.com right now if you want to check it out. Or you can just go to my Twitter. I have it posted there. Um, yeah, I love that game. It's so good. So happy I went back and completed it. Please give us Sonic Mania 2. And then I've also gone back and played Cuphead. Uh I went through and I I decided I'm going to try and go for 100% completion on that game as well, even though it's fucking hard. But I went through... Yeah, I, I can't even get past the first level in that game. I, I <laughs> went too through, hard. I got all of the bosses, I got an A rank on them. So I did that much. Damn. Um, which, oddly enough, I think I'm much better at the game now than I was back then. Maybe it's because I pl- I've been playing more tougher games like Death Store lately, and maybe I was just ready... Mm-hmm. Things seemed a lot slower than they were when I first played the game back in 2017, 2018, whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love that game so much. And yeah, going back and playing it has been so much fun. I don't listen to the music or anything anymore. I just put on a podcast and grind out battles and everything. The only thing I have left to do is beating the game on Expert, which I've gotten the first the first aisle I've completed on Expert. The second one, I have only one more to go. And it's the damn flying... The flying ones are always the worst for me, but it's against a bird that's in a, a birdhouse, and it shoots out eggs at you that when they hit the end of the screen, they pop back out at you. So you have to you have to <laughs> worry about the things coming at you and then also the things behind you, and it's a mess. But yeah, Cuphead's great. Is Expert... What's the difficulty difference on Expert? So in Expert, uh, everything's faster, and their moves are adjusted. So uh, so that like that egg thing I was just talking about, when it hits the wall, mm-hmm. five pieces come back at you. Uh, in normal, it would only be three. So it's, gotcha. it's faster, okay. and there's just more to their attacks. Uh, but yeah, that, that about does it for that. Do you have anything else to talk about that you've been playing? Uh, really, Animal Crossing. I got Axiom Verge 2. But I haven't really been playing it. I don't know why. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the big game I wanted to talk about is a game that just released today. It's on Game Pass, uh, Xbox, and PC. Uh, it's not on anything else at the moment yet. I'm not sure if it's going to be a exclusive forever or if this is a timed exclusivity. Uh, but 12 Minutes, a game made by Annapurna. Or is it Annapurna or Annapurna? Whatever. Um, mm-hmm. This is a game. I know who you're talking about. This is a game I've been excited for for a very long time. They showed it off at the E3, at the Xbox E3 conference. I want to say two years ago, maybe three years ago now. Um, but it's a game where you you play as a man. You've just gotten home from work. Uh, a man voiced by James McAvoy, by the way. You come in. Your wife comes out, talks to you. Her name. She's being voiced by Daisy Ridley, and then a cop comes in and murders you. And he's voiced by Willem Dafoe. Um, And that happens within 12 minutes. And at the end of every 12 minutes, you just loop back to the beginning. It's one of those death loop games. Um, So I've played about an hour of it so far today. 
man, this game is getting me. It's got all those... It's a lot like a point-and-click adventure, honestly, which I didn't expect. You walk up, you click on an item, put it in your inventory, pull it out, combine it with another thing to do things. So every 12 minutes, you like go through and you have to like find out what's, what's going on here. And of course, he remembers everything. Uh, what's this item over here? Uh, funny enough, my second run, I accidentally killed my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in the bedroom. They have a faulty light switch. And she'll like go in there and she'll hit it. Uh, and she'll goes, ah, we have to fix this. But uh, I went in there first and uh, I did it. And she like went in there to sit down and read a book. And as I was just exploring and everything, I turned the light switch off. And she, she she's like, really? So she gets up and she comes over and flips it. And it electrocuted her and killed her. I was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> it's the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I also, like, went back and you can electrocute yourself. But because you're wearing rubber shoes, uh, it doesn't kill you. It just knocks you out for a few minutes. Uh, yeah, it, the game's... It's... I've heard that it's very, like, convoluted and uh, very uh, uh, complicated story-wise, which excites me. That's the kind of stuff I live for in video games. Uh, it's the reason why I love Call of Duty Zombies so much and Kingdom Hearts. Obviously, there's other reasons those games are just great on their own. Ga great gameplay and mechanics and everything. But the story is what keeps me coming back. Uh, 12 minutes, and it's just got these short packs and everything, finding new things. I... I'm so excited to get more into this game. Uh, if you have Game Pass, definitely check it out because it's uh, it, it's just cool. It's really cool. That's that's all I've got it, to say. It sounds similar to Outer Wilds, actually. Yeah, uh, I've heard that. Uh, with, with the, the 22 loop. minute loop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I haven't played Outer Worlds. I or Outer Wilds. I mean, not Outer Worlds. Mm -hmm. I, Outer Worlds is awesome. Play that too, uh, but Outer Wilds, I <laughs> I gave it a try and I think I got distracted and I just stopped playing it. So maybe that's something I need it's to go a, back to. It's a very very ambiguous game, but it, once you start to kind of, it took me so the it took I think the average play was like sixteen hours. It took me thirty because it took me so long to figure out like what I was really supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. But once it clicked, that game is magical. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. So the. The thing I just found out. So when you start off the game, you're talking to your wife and she's made dessert for you. You sit down at a table and she tells you she's pregnant. This isn't spoilers or anything. This was all revealed in trailers in the past. And then a guy who says he's a cop knocks on the door, demands to come in, and he handcuffs both of you onto the ground and he demands your wife to tell him about a pocket watch. And if you if you can't do anything, at least at the beginning that I've seen and uh, to make her talk, he strangles you in front of her and kills you. And then you start the loop mm -hmm. over. Um, I've done a few things. I found out how to get him handcuffed. And you can, like, go through people's inventories when they're unconscious or they're dead. And so uh, I won't say how to do it if, in case anyone wants to stay spoiler-free. But I found a gun on him, and I found out you can actually shoot him and kill him. And then I was like, oh... Well, how how will my loop start start? How will my loop start over if he doesn't kill me? So, I wanted to test it. I picked up the gun, and you you can actually shoot yourself. So you like pick it up, and for some reason he doesn't shoot his brain. He goes 
underneath and he shoots himself and he falls to the ground and he's bleeding out and he's like he's struggling in everything it's it's morbid uh apparently there's some more like really dark things in the game um yeah it's got me excited <laughs> so we can continue past that 12 minute loop if you had just i didn't go that far yourself? i didn't go i don't know okay. uh maybe that's something i'm gonna test out again after this because i have to cover guides on it for game per um I'll, I'll do a little more experimentation. Like I said, I've only played about an hour and probably mm -hmm. about 20 minutes of that was writing guides for other things in the game. Uh, definitely recommend it though. It's really cool. Uh, from what I've seen so far, great voice acting. I mean, it's Daisy Ridley, James McAvoy and Willem Dafoe. That, that that's so cool right there that they're involved in it. Um, yeah, that's about all I've got to say on it. It, you just convinced me to to want to really play that because before it was kind of like eh, I don't know like it says it looks interesting. It's Annapurna is probably not gonna be bad, but uh, that puzzle mechanic aspect yeah. to it I didn't know about that. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So I I don't have Game Pass right now. I don't even have my Xbox plugged in, but yeah. maybe that will change. It's also on PC. Um, if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you could just download it there. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. Uh, at least to just give it a, give it a try because it mm -hmm. is. Like I said, I was very surprised that it, it has a lot of point-and-click adventure things in it, and it is very puzzle-focused. Um, yeah. All right, so I think that is going to do it for Pixel Street Podcast, episode 156. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for watching and listening, guys. Uh, if you are interested... You can follow us on Twitter, at Pixel Street. Subscribe to us on YouTube, at Pixel Street Videos. Um, we have exclusive content there that you won't see anywhere else from us. Uh, our most recent thing I put up was our Doki Doki Literature Club gameplay. We finished that off. Man, that was so much fun. Go ahead and check it out. I've uh, been a bit busy, so I haven't put anything out recently. Uh, I've had a few ideas for stuff to put up, so look out over the next week for stuff there. Um, you can also join our Discord by following the link in the description of this show and become a part of a growing community of nerds. Holden's there. He knows about it. Yep. We, uh, I know some, all about it. We sometimes do a community gaming night called Pixel Street Pal Party Nights. Uh, it's been a while since we've done it. Uh, we want to get back into it. We just haven't had a game to do it with. We might do it in Halo soon with Halo Infinite coming up. But, uh, yeah, join in, see what we can do. If not, just talk about whatever you're playing. Um, I've, I've thought about, like, putting in a spoiler ch uh, channel that we, you just talk about whatever. Whatever. That's something else. Uh, finally, wherever you are watching, wherever you are watching or listening this show, please give us a truthful rating. Whether you like it, whether you didn't like it as much, uh, just let us know what your thoughts are on the show. Whatever it is, it'll help us get better for the future, and just let us make a better show. That's really all we want. Uh, Holden, where can the people find you? Uh, I am at Twitter at Holden Depardo. Um, I'm still gonna plug Respawning Fire because even though I'm not there anymore. Uh, Chad's awesome. We have a new. They have a new co-host, um, Adam Gumby of East Coast Games. He is there, and he is awesome. I'm very excited to see what those guys those guys do. I'll say I've heard I've heard some of their plans, oh. and they're pretty awesome. Are we going the war? I can't wait for you guys. <laughs> you you might not. You're you're probably not going to be the number one podcast after their plans oh, no. come out. Just saying. Oh no, they're great stuff. <laughs> No, we um, we absolutely love respawning fire, Chad and Oh yeah, this is all good fun. I'm, I'm yeah, sure the fun. uh new guy's awesome as well. Um yeah, be sure mm -hmm. to check them out. Uh sorry, go ahead. 
And then um, I also am on an occasionally weekly Apple podcast called Networked, where we just really just kind of talk about like, Apple features and some some Apple news tidbits every once in a while. It's called Networked. What's the newest thing you've talked about? Is is it still like the lawsuit stuff? Um, the newest thing we talked about was the um, we did we've been doing like breakdowns of features. So we talked about like the Notes app and all the new features of iOS 15, kind of ways we use the Notes app, and then we did the same thing for focus modes. Um, with iOS 15, which the focus modes, by the way, are unbelievably powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, the conversation of Android being more co- uh, customizable than iPhone is over because of focus. It's just, it's insanely customizable now. Okay. And the, it's great. that was called Networked? Networked, yeah. On Spotify? It is with, uh, Michael Cap- where, are you, where are you at? Um, anywhere podcasts are available, it's on YouTube. Um, this is with uh, Michael Caputo. Um, blah, Michael Caputo. Cap- I can't say his last name right now. Michael Caputo. Caputo. Blah, why I can't say his last name? I know his last name, but I can't say it right now for some reason. Caputo. Caputo. Oh, my God. I feel fucking horrible. <laughs> um, he has a really, really good YouTube channel called Tech 24 um, 7 TV. Um, highly recommend that. It's really, really good stuff, too. So right. Awesome. Uh, finally, I am John Hansen. You can find me on Twitter at Revic Shadows, and you can also find my writing on Gamefer.com. Just got a recent uh, promotion there. Um, yeah, uh, focusing a lot on 12 minutes lately, a lot of stuff going up there. Uh, also a bunch of Call of Duty zombie stuff going up. Uh, be very excited for that. Uh, that'll do it for us. Thank you so much for watching our listening guys. We love you. Bye. Bye.